Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I'm excited about what I think may be the next big thing in anti-inflammatory supplements, a brand new, all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health Liquid Extract from Future Farm Botanicals. Black for Health combines four plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black cumin seed, and black peppercorn containing high levels of body-ready healing botanicals. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, and weight management, circulation, and immunity. It's a tasty supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information, order order. Call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuture. Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Uh, earlier in part one, uh, we talked about a new test that can predict bone strength as opposed to merely bone density. And I'll give you the heads up on that test in 2022. I want to do a little more research on it before mm -hmm. I recommend it generally to patients. But uh, I just learned today that it is now commercially available at a few specific sites. Um, it's very exciting. It may be uh, limited to, even in the tri-state area, it's very populous. There's just a few places that have adopted it. But I think it's going to catch on. I have in front of me an article entitled Bone Density versus Bone Quality mm. as a Predictor of Bone Strength. The article is from 2018. So it was already on the map, but um, it says, while using bone mineral density as a sole predictor of bone strength, bone quality, which involves microstructural indices, also needs to be considered. Uh, so they uh, used a, uh, in this case, they used bone specimens. So this was invasive. They actually did looked at the bone Oy. in people. Well, they, they, <laughs> you know, they did it after hip replacement, so they yeah. had bone samples. Oh, good. Okay. So, yeah. But uh, there is a new non-invasive technology to predict that. So this doesn't really tell you about that. It just says that think about bone mm -hmm. quality, not just bone quantity. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's where the controversy has been about the bone mineral density test. Yeah. That it may not be the ultimate measure. All right. So, that's exciting. We'll yeah. look forward to more on that. We have a question from Karen. Dear Dr. Hoffman and Layla, would you please suggest a few different breakfast foods for someone who has coronary artery plaque and is on a statin? Okay. Um, so, the first, intuitively, we would say, you know, have oatmeal, right? Oatmeal. No. What's wrong with oatmeal? No, well, nothing, except it's a lot of starch. And, you know... Uh, there are studies that show that Oatmeal lowers cholesterol. Well, that's true, but not by a lot. And it, you have to consume an enormous amount of it. Oh, no. But what will that do to blood sugar, especially yeah. if you're having that so for breakfast? You'll lower your cholesterol. Yes. And you'll raise your insulin and you'll get fat. Yeah. Not only will you get fat, you'll cause damage to your coronary arteries and your cholesterol will have to come out and spec spackle all that. Right. So you'll have high triglycerides. Yes. Which is clearly a risk factor. Totally. You may... Um, especially if you're on a very, very low-fat, low-cholesterol diet and you're reliant on so many carbohydrates, you're going to have a blood sugar so, issue. So you're going to have an insulin issue. Traditional uh, low, you know, uh, cholesterol-lowering diet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Used to be called the prudent oat, diet. Oatmeal 
with uh, raisins and skim milk. And skim milk, yes. Right. So it's a load of carbohydrates, mm -hmm. which doesn't do you a lot of good in terms of cardiometabolic parameters. Right. 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 So that's really what we're talking about. So what would you say, like bacon, sausage, and eggs? <laughs> well, yeah, you could. I mean, it's, it you're going to skip. It depends. It depends on the person's yeah. weight, what other conditions they have going on. But if they have a artery plaque, they're on a statin, uh, we have to make sure, A, they're getting enough CoQ10 or ubiquinol because they're on a statin, right? See, see the, what's ridiculous about this question is this person's already on a statin. So it's kind of like... It's like a belt and suspenders. Already you're lowering your cholesterol dramatically. Yeah. And then you're worried about your diet too. Yeah. It's like, what do we, I mean, it, this, yeah. How have we inculcated people so well yeah. with this cholesterol phobia? Yeah. It's been the most successful advertising campaign in human history. That's true. Is everybody is worried about their cholesterol. Yeah, everybody is. I mean, and, it's and taken even though, and I can't tell you, you and I have talked countless amounts of times to patients who are just literally clung yeah. to those to the that lipid profile. And as much as we explain the necessity of cholesterol because it's a necessary substance, our livers make eighty percent of cholesterol, our brains are forty to sixty percent of cholesterol. It's a component of the phospholipid cell membrane, which is the membrane of all of our cells. It is necessary. Yeah. That's why the liver makes 80%. Did you also know that cholesterol is classified as an antioxidant? Your cardiologist doesn't right. know that, right. right? So it's not about the cholesterol. And remember, the cholesterol is the spackle to fill the crack in the wall. The yeah. question to ask is why did the wall crack? Don't blame the spackle. Don't blame the spackle. Right. It's like blaming the fire engines. There's, you know, I love your example about, you know, there's all these fire engines here. That's probably why there's a fire. <laughs> right, right. It's like blaming white blood cells for infection. Yeah. It's backwards. Exactly. It's completely backwards. So, today, so, even today, we had two yeah. patients, uh, both worried about their cholesterol. Yeah. One had a cholesterol like 224 or something. And I looked at the HDL. The HDL was 100. And I yeah. had done an, an EBT heart scan on that person. Yeah. That showed zero plaque. Yeah. And her triglycerides were like... 70. 70, which is a very good Fantastic. Variable, right. Uh, another one with a cholesterol a little higher, like 240s or something, HDL 100, also with an EBT plaque score of zero, mm -hmm. you know, where no risk. Yeah. And uh, the person completely flipped the switch on their diet. They'd had fatty liver before. Mm -hmm. And the doctor said, you will have that for the rest of your life. All our liver, Not true. All our liver tests were normal this time. Ah. Uh. See? Remember that patient this morning? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No more fatty liver. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yes. So, Karen, here's the thing. You want to eat a very anti-inflammatory diet. Mm -hmm. And what causes inflammation? High blood sugar and insulin. Right. So you need to reduce the carbs, but you also need to get out the junk. It could be your use of artificial sweeteners, uh, uh, very high omega-6 fat vegetable oils, right. all of these things, uh, other additives, preservatives preservatives and things of that nature. You want to, uh, maybe if you're overdoing caffeine, that could be a problem. You want to make sure that your blood pressure is in the normal range. Mm -hmm. So things to eat would be a balanced, low-carb breakfast. Yeah, like an, a veggie omelet. A veggie fine. omelet, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, you could have a salad with bacon in it, lardon, mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. You can have... Just uh, like an Israeli breakfast. They used yeah. to serve us uh, you know, big breakfast when I was on the kibbutz. Of just all this big, big pile of vegetables and with a Lovely. big dollop of sour cream, mm. you know, olives on the side. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, It's very Mediterranean right yeah, there. Yeah, it's very That's Mediterranean. Beautiful. Yeah.
Beautiful. This is really breakfast, salad for breakfast. Yeah. This is yeah. after working like two hours in the fields. You know, right. it's like already you work right. up an appetite. Yeah. Um, you could have some nitrate-free sausage or bacon with that don't omelet. Don't have cereal. You don't can have, have cereal. don't have cereal. Don't yeah. have oatmeal. Yeah. yeah. Don't go, you know, skip the potatoes, skip the toast, I, I mean, skip I, the juice. I confess to having oatmeal like once every couple of months. Long. I just have like a craving. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. You like, just want I, some oatmeal. I mean, That's like all right. A, like a, after like a, a 30 mile bike ride, you know. You want some oatmeal. I'll have some oatmeal. Oh, you, you mm -hmm. can afford the oatmeal right, after your 30 right. mile bike ride. A big dollop of butter and some sprinkled with some walnuts, you yeah, know, some yeah, yeah, cinnamon. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's good. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. It's good stuff. But not as a regular. No, 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 no. Karen, thank you for that very thoughtful question. All right. We have a question from Louise. My friend Walter has diabetes and has neuropathy in his feet and lower legs. It's very bad, and his doctor told him he needs to take potassium-rich foods. Hmm. How did, what does that do for neuropathy? Wow. He's been it's, following it's the... Not, yeah. It's not very good nutritional science. No. I mean, it might be good for, you know... For blood pressure. Yes, or something like that, right? Um, he has been following this advice and says his legs and feet are experiencing pain. Yeah. Is it, <laughs> well, is, is it possible the potassium is working within his nerves and supplying the nutrients to his legs and feet? No. Could this be the pain he's experiencing? No. Everybody stop this delusion. No. Okay. It's not, it's not helping. If, uh, if so, you know. He's obese at 300 pounds, oh, but he is on a low-carb diet and is losing weight slowly but great, surely. Great. I want to encourage him. Okay. Any light you could shed Zobria. or advice? Oh, my gosh. And and weight, and the continued weight loss. Well, but Zobria is, and Zobria is specific. It's a form of uh, very uh, highly absorbable B1. And you know, if you haven't heard Lymphotime. the Zobria story, you, know, you listen to these podcasts, you probably hear it because we advertise it. Yeah. Uh, and it's... Uh, Invented by a podiatrist, he saw a lot of diabetic, uh, uh, you know, foot problems, and it really helps to reduce tingling and pain. Yeah. Uh, that's not the only thing that I would recommend. I would recommend alkalipoic acid. Yes. I would recommend possibly acetyl carnitine. Mm. Uh, check B12 because B12 is oh, deficient. B12. You're going to have uh, problems with sensation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, you know. Get but checked regulate, for nutrition for deficiencies. Even get checked for uh, deficiency in B six. That too, maybe. Yeah, occasionally yeah. that has an uh, effect on neuropathy. Too much yeah. B six will cause neuropathy too. That's true. So it's got to be a Goldilocks right. level of B six. But the potassium rich foods, Louise. No, unfortunately, Walter got some bad advice from his doctor. Yeah. So. Okay, good point. Which to pause because we want to give you some good advice. So listen up. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. And now I'm excited about a new natural wellness line from Plus CBD, CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. CBD Calm helps ease tension, soothe irritability, and contributes to a greater sense of contentment through a blend of Plus CBD's award-winning full-spectrum CBD, plus L-theanine, and 5-HTP. CBD Sleep aids occasional sleeplessness with CBD Plus melatonin, as well as soothing magnolia bark extract and relaxing lemon balm so you can get the rest you need and wake up alert and focused. Both products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman. 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors in 2021. And we hope you continue to support them in 2022 because they make this podcast go. They underwrite all our efforts. And we hope that's worthwhile for you. All right. So let's get back to questions. What's next? We have from Terry. Dear Dr. Hoffman, can you please speak about stem cell therapy, especially umbilical cord stem cell therapy? I'm wondering how you feel about it. Pros, cons, is it safe? I have a friend who had the procedure and is very happy with the results. All in his head? Placebo? Thank you. There's a... for. That's why they do controlled, randomized controlled trials of medications versus placebos. You're going to get a placebo effect with anything, especially an expensive thing. Mm. And stem cell uh, therapies are generally kind of deluxe treatments. They're not covered by insurance. Um, there's a lot of research on stem cells. What cautions me about that is that uh, the best researchers still haven't really nailed it with stem cell treatments mm. because stem cells promise to regenerate our aging organs or damaged organs, Mm -hmm. but it's not just a matter of extracting the stem cells. You have to program them in such a way that they will actually take hold where you want them to take hold. They have to differentiate the right way. Exactly. So how do they know to fix your liver? How do they know to fix your brain? Or how do they know to fix your eye? Mm -hmm. But there's some early success with stem cells, so I won't discount it, but I just think that there's some people uh, offering stem cell chop shops, you know, where you go, whatever god-awful condition you have, you know, Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or whatever, they'll give you some stem cells uh, on a way in a prayer when, yeah. when, the, when the conventional researchers are saying we're not there yet. Hmm. Um, so it's still not ready for prime time. Not ready for prime time. And, uh, you know, I'd be wary of these places that, you know, for, you know, Five or ten or fifteen thousand dollars or more in some cases, they'll give you stem cells. Wow. Uh, there, some of them are autologous, which means they're harvested from your abdominal fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, some are uh, harvested from your sternum, from mm-hmm. your breastbone. These are bone marrow stem cells, and some are uh, a externally derived, which are the, the those are the um, uh, placental ones mm-hmm. because it's thought that in a placenta that you know there's no immunogenicity yet ah, because okay. you, you know, react against foreign material and that they are pluripotential. Which plur, they have pluripotential, which means that they can differentiate anything they want to because in the, in the placenta, the placenta is like a tissue that is a primitive tissue that can go a lot of different ways. Hmm. So, I don't know. Um, I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. And I've, I've written as much, you know. Yeah. I've, I'd be the first one to announce that there is a successful stem cell treatment to reverse Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, yeah. uh, heart disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're working on it. Yeah. They haven't nailed it yet. And these are some it. of the best researchers who are also enormously financially incentivized mm-hmm. to come up with the answer. Yeah. So it's not for lack of trying. Yeah. Some people, I think, are jumping the gun to exploit uh, people's interest in this, uh, especially for conditions for which there are no... Uh, definitive treatments. Yeah, yeah. Well, Terry, we hope your friend is very happy with the results, and hopefully, will continue to be happy. Yeah, yeah. So, but and thank you. I mean, it, right. this is what's called anecdotal evidence, and you know, it's an N of one. Somebody says they're happy with it, but I'd like to know if there are any objective improvements. I'd like to know mm-hmm. uh, if it's consistent that there are improvements. I'd like to see a study where they have a placebo. 
mm -hmm. group and they have a, an active treatment group. And then yeah. you can see if for that specific condition that this person got treated for, whether that really is something going on there. Yeah. And there, I think there are studies, but um, the studies are weak. Hmm. And many of them are unreliable. You know, it's like a stem cell study from, you know, Mozambique or something like that. You know, I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm not maybe <clears throat> going to rely on. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. We have a question from Denise. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. I'm a longtime listener. I'm a 64-year-old woman in good health. Recently diagnosed with CIDP, chronic inflammatory demyelinating polyneuropathy. Nerve conduction tests show I have demyelina demyelination of my nerves. Among other symptoms, I develop numbness in my feet and hands and extreme weakness. I'm currently rece receiving IV immunoglobulin treatment, which is helping. My question, what would you recommend nutritionally and with supplements to help repair the myelin sheath? Well, we do that in patients with MS. Yeah. yeah. So we, you know, building blocks could include um, phosphatidylcholine, mm -hmm. uh, phosphatidylserine, um, essential well, fatty acids. Well, if CIDP is autoimmune mm -hmm. in nature... The elimination of gluten and casein. Sure. Casein is dairy. And dairy is anything from an animal's milk. Goats, sheep, cow, camel, <laughs> buffalo, whatever. Right. Any animal's milk. So the elimination of glute, gluten and casein, which is dairy, is, uh, at minimum, is, is at the utmost importance. Mm -hmm. And you take it from there. And then with the supplements, that may be able to help any autoimmune condition. The usual suspects are always gluten and dairy. Right. So that's the first order of business. And then we might business. use something like low-dose naltrexone for autoimmunity. Yeah. Logicare for autoimmunity. Right. Um, low-dose naltrexone is a prescription. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. So... These would be these uh, would be know, also since you know this is a form of neuropathy. Higher doses of B vitamins would be helpful potentially. Mm. Okay, all right. So these are the things. And Denise, of course, it would still re require a full workup to see what else in your life, in your lifestyle, what you're eating may be contributing mm -hmm. to this, if anything. So that's always worth an investigation. I keep, I keep circling back to this bone density thing, and I want to give people a heads up because we tantalize them. And I can't give them a, the, a site where they can get the test, which I will be forthcoming with, you know, in a future podcast. So keep listening. But the test of, that is measuring bone quality is called a TBS test. It's a trabecular bone score. Oh. And what it is, it's, it's a piece of software that you apply to DEXA scanners. So it doesn't take a new scanner. All it does is it takes a proprietary software to analyze the images oh. obtained from a regular DEXA scan. Okay. So it says uh, TBS. It's a GE technology. Uh, Trabecular says, bone it's, it's scanner. TBS Insight. Mm -hmm. That's a trademark. Software installs on existing DEXA scanners. It acts as a simple, rapid, and reproducible method that seamlessly integrates into your workflow and estimates fracture risk based on the determination of bone texture. 
Hmm. The result is expressed as a trabecular bone score. Now, part of the problem with that is um, I don't see a lot of research on that. I think it has to be in use for a while because... That will be part of the research. Is right. That when they do more research, they can actually say, well, we predict this person has such and such a risk of a fracture, but they have to look at probably thousands of people and yeah. see whether they, the people get a fracture. Right, 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 right. And also, right. how do how does the bone score react to certain drugs? Will certain drugs mm-hmm. not improve, or will it improve the trabecular bone score, mm. even when the DEXA is changing or not changing? Yeah. So that's, uh, I think it opens up a whole new ballgame. Mm-hmm. Anybody who knows about this, who's listening, wants to come on the show, or knows of someone who's a responsible spokesperson for that, this, I may reach out to GE uh, and see who their technology people are just to describe the test. Yeah. Because it, it sounds like it'd make an interesting podcast. Yeah, definitely. I'd be very interested in hearing right. all about that. Because, um, you know, you could get a better uh, prediction of your bone, actual bone risk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Denise, thank you very much for your question. All right. Let's see here. Oh, we've got a question from... From Chris, I recently found this article from Harvard, Harvard that claims that selenium and vitamin E doses may cause cancer. Is this accurate? Okay. And this is... We're, we're very familiar with that study. That study came from out... From 2014. Quite a long time ago. Yeah, I remember yeah. In, the, you know, in the teens. The SELECT trial. SELECT, S-E-L-E, because of selenium and vitamin E. Yes. Clinical trial. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, that was a disappointment to us. Uh, totally. But, but when we, the, the critiques of that were actually very, uh, uh, well done. Because what they found in the select study, and you know more about this because we were both mm-hmm. all over this in 2014, I remember. Yeah. Uh, that the, this applies to just the most commonly used form of vitamin E then. Right. Uh, alpha-tocopherol. Yes, D-alpha-tocopherol. D-alpha-tocopherol. Yes, because when you only... Vitamin E comes in a matrix, yeah. right, of tocotrienols, tocopherols. Yes. If you're only taking the one, D-alpha-tocopherol... Right. You can push out the others. It can push out the others. Right. And that's actually dangerous. Now, why didn't these researchers know this? I remember being this upset back then at the time. Well, because <laughs> they have a rudimentary understanding of nutrition. They yeah, said, and they shouldn't be... vitamin E. Well, then they shouldn't be doing these tests that they're not... Right. Uh, competent and they enough sort of to poison do. the well for vitamin exactly. E. So I believe there's a role for gamma tocopherol rich broad spectrum vitamin E's with tocotrienols yeah. in prevention of uh, of uh, prostate cancer. Now, as to selenium, selenium is something which has uh, some strong uh, evidence that it helps to prevent cancer. So why didn't it work? Well, it could. Oh, it worked in the people in men with low selenium. So if you had low selenium, if you have low selenium, right. the selenium was helpful. But if you already had high selenium, there was it didn't it didn't necessarily do anything. Okay. So they said taking selenium either alone or in combination with vitamin E, which is already dangerous in combination. I think they used selenomethionine. I think in this study. Oh, selenomethionine. And so I've shied away from selenomethionine for yeah. prostate cancer patients. Yeah. So this is the problem. And among men who didn't take either vitamin E or selenium, those who started the study with high selenium levels were no more likely to have developed prostate cancer. They were no more likely. They were no more likely than men who had started with low selenium levels. Oh. So 
So it wasn't really causing cancer. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was the headline of that story? The headline is actually selenium vitamin E supplements increase prostate cancer risk. No, 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 no. No, 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 and no. Exactly. Read the conclusion because the, the conclusion is also very prejudicial. I oh, it is very prejudicial. The, uh, the, the doctor says, uh, the new data are very troubling. Troubling. And emphasize that supplements can cause real and tangible oh, oh, harm. Oh, now we're going to jump to supplements can cause harm. Yes. From the inference from a study that shows that selenium doesn't cut it that much. And one bad form of vitamin, vitamin e. e is not helpful. Yeah. That means supplements, supplements in general are harmful and exactly, dangerous. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I get where he's coming from. Exactly. Uh, any claims of benefits from dietary supplements must be ignored. Oh! <laughs> Sorry. I think I just broke the... Yeah, uh, you I might just, have. <laughs> I broke the... Uh, I broke the podcast meter. You broke the podcast meter. Oh, no. We went into distortion. Right. Yeah. So, uh, that's that's uh, unbelievable. Well, this is the bias of um, right. the medical establishment, right. which is supported by so, so, Big so Pharma, for, and here so we So, let's go. play fair. For every drug that fails, mm -hmm. then I'm going to write the conclusion. This once again shows that drugs have no role in disease prevention and are dangerous. I have a confession to make. Yeah. I wish you would write that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but every, but of, yeah. of all the innumerable studies that show that drugs yeah. don't pan out for right, various right, diseases. Right, 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 right. Exactly. And Exactly. Right. By the way, there's publication bias, too, because whenever a study is successful, they like shout it from the mountaintops. When a study is like, eh, it didn't really work, it's like, shh, mm -hmm. quiet. Let's not put it on you. Know. And, you know, that's 60% of studies on uh, antidepressants which we talked about earlier, causing anxiety, depression by 16-fold. Mm -hmm. Well, 60% of the research on the efficacy of antidepressants is is not good. It's right. negative. Right. But that's then is never published. Never published. So we never get to hear about that. It's publication bias. Yeah. Do we have any other questions? Uh, we do. Let's see here. We hit a quick one. We have a quick one what from people, Danny. Why do you give people their money's, full money's worth for 2021? I there we go. There we go. Right. I take Sammy from a reputable supplement company three times a day. It contains titanium dioxide. Should I be concerned? I, I think uh, for the average person, small amounts of titanium dioxide are not devastating. But if you have an intestinal problem... Or inflammatory um, bowel disease... Certainly, I would not take it. No. But I prefer to take brands without titanium dioxide. I yes. think it's time that uh, manufacturers avoid titanium dioxide because it's not necessary. It's just a whitening agent. Exactly. And, you know, it's used in paint. It's used, you know... A, it's used in your toothpaste. food dyes. If you're you know. using fluoride it, toothpaste. And it has uh, mm -hmm. microscopic shards. Now, for the average yeah. person, they can tolerate it. Mm -hmm. But um, for a person who already has an inflamed GI tract where the you know it's the tissue is raw and, and ulcerated, yes. it's not good to apply titanium no. crystals to that no, not at all. surface. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'm pretty sure that there's Sammy out there that is... Not that doesn't have titanium dioxide yeah. in it. And, Absolutely. You know, I would move yeah. away from that. Right, right. So. And we already exonerated silicon dioxide. You know. Yes, silicon dioxide is okay. It has the word silicon in it. Yes. But yeah. it's your silicon dioxide, which mm -hmm. is different. It's an inert compound. Yes. Silicon dioxide is, is safe. And if it's safe as per the specific carbohydrate diet 
world, mm-hmm. then it's safe. Yeah, so then it's safe. When, when you look at approved things on this, diet yeah, it's, for it's people with definitely legal. Muscle. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So silicon dioxide is a go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are what are called excipients, and mm-hmm. they help. They're flow agents, like also the one that was uh, criticized recently magnesium by, stearate by Mercola magnesium stearate. That's yeah. perfectly harmless. It is, yeah. Um, but you know, you can get a competitive edge by saying my my supplements are free of magnesium stearate. You know, okay, um, <laughs> right, right, you know, and then people will remember to buy it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, this is you know, it's kind of like. Uh, like you know, old lang syne time. You mm-hmm. know, it's a little with a mm-hmm. little bit of a lump in my throat. Yeah, and a little bit of melancholy. I now sign off for 2021. Yes, and wishing all of you a happy and healthy new year. And it, and a, a new year that's free of the pall of apprehension mm-hmm. and fear mm. uh, as we go forward, hopefully into uh, a better time. Yes, right, which I, I I have a good feeling about. I think that after a temporary surge that we're experiencing with uh, COVID, that um, this will uh, change the narrative about how we deal with something that's going to be endemic, but probably uh, more of a nuisance than a devastating plague. Yes, but I think in order for that to occur, we have to have a brave new year, Yeah, in my and, opinion. And, and approach it with confidence Fortitude, yes, and a, you know, analytical, uh, critical thinking, Crit- yeah. critical thinking. Let's yeah. restore critical thinking to our approach to this. Absolutely, that's my wish for twenty twenty two. Yes, all right, mine too. Which Thanks, will everybody. Hopefully, provide you with in abundance. Yeah, uh, as we go forward. Mm-hmm. Thanks for a great year. We'll be back in twenty twenty two. This is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your healthcare.